Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Free Midfield Podcast, the podcast where three friends who all had dreams of being professional footballers, that's the way as children, when we all discovered food, have their say. Hey, on come on. Come on, I got it, I got it. Yeah. Um, if, if you hear a big echo, that's because I'm in my big hall. I'm still at, still at work, I'm living at home, so the camera's looking a bit dodgy because I ain't got lighting, so if this is this is the real me. Yeah, this is the real me. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. What matters is we got two fantastic guests with us today. Firstly, fresh from protesting for her club, Tanya, how you doing? Yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Happy Monday, both. I'm here to, yeah, get with the vibes on free midfield. Love it, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us again. Always a pleasure to have you on. And my brother, yes, Jerry. Yes. yes, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, last minute addition, but obviously always happy to help out the bro. Um, yeah, man, as for United, it was a quiet week. Kind of strange not having a game this weekend, but where it was mm. last week's of the season coming up and obviously the great mm. final on May 26th so yeah we're looking forward to it yeah we're what nine days nine days away from a match where we better win because if we don't win trust me there's going to be violence there's going to be violence on this podcast <laughs> but anyway let's <laughs> let's get to um, something that was called a social event mm-hmm. over the weekend um, the Spurs fans were who were ridiculed for their first kind of mini protest came out in force this week came out in force this weekend um to protest against obviously daniel levy and enoch um before we address the game which you won quite comfortably tanya you were there live in action alongside many of us like um holly uh mm-hmm. Mel Sabayos, um not it's not spanish <laughs> sorry um Tobes as well was there. Yeah, um, Jane, Fuad, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of people there. I didn't know Fuad was there as well. See, Fuad was yeah. there. Our boy Patrick turned up a bit late, but he came there at the end. But Tanya, um, yeah. So firstly, describe the atmosphere because you were there live in the car. You saw everything as it happened from the beginning to the end. Describe the atmosphere. What was the feeling among the um, amongst the Spurs fans? Well, obviously, on my way there, because I don't live too far from the stadium, it's literally a bus journey away from me, so it takes about 20 minutes. And on the way there, I was obviously meeting up with Holly, because I know she's got to travel quite far, so I was going to meet up with her. And when I first got to the stadium, I didn't actually see any fans. I was thinking, what's going on here? Like, I'm at the front of the stadium, there's no one there, but I could hear them. So as I'm walking towards, like, the far part of the stadium, I could see them all crowding around with their with their little, um, what do you call them things that evaporate in the air? What are they called? The I don't even know what they Yeah, that's it, it, that's it. I can't think of the word then. So I saw a lot of those and I was hearing a lot of noise. Leave it, yeah, in the car. I was like, right, let's have it. And obviously, <laughs> as soon as I get there to meet Holly, they're asking her to be interviewed by Sky. I'm just like, screw because if I get interviewed by Sky, I'm just going to end up swearing in it. So I thought, you know what, I'm not going to do that. Um, I will be very unprofessional, I have to say. But look, I think it was definitely an improvement from the last one. I actually felt bad not going to the last one. Although it wasn't loads of people, I still felt a bit guilty because I'm I'm really passionate about this. And there's been a lot of criticism from rival fans about us protesting. You know, why are we protesting? And... That really annoys me because I just think as Spurs fans, you know, we are allowed to have high expectations. We are allowed to, you know, want trophies and want success at this club. And Mm. unfortunately, I don't think we've had that with this ownership. 20 years, one trophy, the lack of investment, 
you know, we just spoke about this off air, Kojo, the ticket prices. I think it's an absolute outrage. Outrage. Like, have they no shame? You know, we've been knocked out Europa League. They wanted to enter a Super League. It's been a terrible, terrible season. And the last two games, you want to charge £60. You're top of that list. I think it's shameful. So I think to question why fans is protesting is, is baffling to me. It's absolutely baffling. But you know what? I think we were well behaved. There was no violence. And that's all I can ask for. I don't ever want people to get hurt or for things to get volatile. And yeah, okay, people were pleased to see um, YouTubers, like I was able to catch up with the likes of Tobes, Mel, people that, you know, I've done streams with, but haven't seen in person. So I guess that's why people thought it was a social event, but we were all there for the same cause. And what I will say is I don't condone the chants about Levy, you know, them saying um, when Levy dies, they're going to celebrate and things like that. You know, Whoa. that I wasn't part of that, just to put it out there. And I think when you... When it gets to that point, it's kind of like you're you're not really helping the cause by doing things like that. So I don't condone that at all. But no, overall, I thought I thought it was good. Obviously, it's not going to be on the scale of the Man United and Arsenal protests, unfortunately. I don't know why that is. I don't know if there's a little bit more of a divide with Spurs fans when it comes to the owners and there's more of a consensus with the United and Arsenal fans. I don't know, but... I'm glad I went in it, and as I said, it was nice to catch up with the Spurs family. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good at the end of the day, and hope okay. may it continue, may it continue. Well, yeah, I was going to say you guys can't. Uh, you're firstly Henry's committed with sixty pounds for uh, a Cat B ticket. This club, man. Well, this is the whole point, you know. This is the whole point, you know. Um, it was better than last time. Spurs are so divided with everything that's from Holly as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things where uh, a couple of us are here as well. Of course, good afternoon. We'll, we'll get we'll get to Alison later, brother. Don't worry about oh, that. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> but I think this is what it is. I think from and I want to come to Jerry for this as well because we're United fans. And firstly, for people that were condoning on Twitter about fashion, well, Tana saying that are you guys singing about um, Levy when he's going to die and all that? They'll celebrate yeah. and saying that it was wrong. Of course, it was wrong. However, some of those same people were doing. Joe Glazer must die at Old Trafford as well. So there is no, no one's right here. I understand the passion fight for your club, but you know we don't wish these things upon people. But yes, um, Jerry, we also see the international Spurs fans online, and we know there's a lot of divide anyway in terms of how they believe the club should be run, and more importantly, sometimes is it players or manager in terms of success over the past couple of years. Um, but why do you think there's such a unison? in the United camp, for example, and even the Arsenal camp, but there's such a divide within the Spurs camp? Uh, that's, uh, I don't want to say size of camp, but I think that plays a part. Obviously, Tottenham, they're not... <laughs> Tottenham, Tottenham's a big club, but they're not at the same scale. We get it, we get it, I get it. I get <laughs> no, no, I don't think we're going to shade, but I think... Nice no, facts, um, yeah. And with us being successful, and obviously Arsenal had a little bit of success, and then what yeah. we've, we've shown mm. in the last 10, 15 years, I think that's why we're at Tottenham, mm. they're actually on the up, but they weren't really successful back in the day. I mean, the mm. 60s was the last Prem, and um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to build their club while we've been there and we're just going down. That's why I think that's, there's a huge difference there with Arsenal. Mm. I mean, 
it's, it's been a long time coming with Stan Kroenke and what he's mm. done with his family. And the Glazers, I don't even like talking about that subject because every time... <laughs> No worries, no worries, no worries. That's my work for Jesus. Oh my goodness. Yeah. My apologies, Jerry. Pick up to you. United, yeah, I want to think about the logistics is just to be the biggest club in the world and where we are, mm. seeing our rivals do well as well. It's like, it's just a kick in the teeth and then the Super League just... Just it, it just sat on all of us. Love like the last draw. So, I mean, big mm-hmm. up Tottenham. I mean, I can't lie. When I saw it, I know um, Tanya. Yeah, Tanya. You said the rival fans. When why are you not protesting? And for me, I was like that. I can't lie because I thought Tottenham. You've got this new stadium with the Super League. I mean, that helps your club. I mean, with the guaranteed money and. But I understand why, even the, like you said, the ticket price. When I saw that, I couldn't believe Tottenham were first. Sixty pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I, I, I see Burnley are letting them first for free. Burnley, Tottenham, you know, Burnley. Tottenham have the cheek to charge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. So, and then when you look at how Leicester's run, I mean, that should be Tottenham, really. Exactly. This is the problem. And it's not, so I understand where the, the Tottenham fans are coming from. And look, I, I completely get what you're saying, Jerry. You know, Arsenal and Man United, it's a fall from grace kind of thing. You know, you've been successful. You've won Premier Leagues, Champions Leagues. Now you're sort of in a position where you're kind of challenging, but not. And you haven't really been winning the trophies that you should be winning. Arsenal, they've been winning FA Cups. They want to be winning, realistically, a Premier League. So I understand why fans are sort of more on the same page. Whereas with Tottenham, like you say, we've never really been a big, big club. We've only recently, year in, year out, qualified for top four. But yeah. my frustration is obviously just the when there is moments for us to kick on or, you know, especially oh, yeah, yeah. the season after we won the... Cha- Sorry, not won the Champions League, I wish. <laughs> when, we did, when we nearly won the Champions League, to not then back potch the two transfer windows, yeah, it's kind of like... Where's your ambition? You know, we want to win trophies. We are sick and tired of being called bottle jobs. We're sick and tired of rival fans saying we haven't won any trophies. We want that to change. And we think the owners are part of this mentality problem that we have of not getting over the line because they essentially don't think trophies are important. You know, that was partly why, I don't know if it's true or not, Jose Mourinho got the sack because he apparently wanted to rest players for the Southampton game. Levy was like, nah, you know what? The League Cup ain't important. Top four's more important. So if that is the precedent that the owners are setting, it's going to trickle down to the players. And it kind of makes me question, you know, sorry, not question. It makes me realise why the players don't turn up half the time to these big occasions. Because they're probably thinking, Levy, you don't care about trophies, so why should we care? Let's just have a little kickabout. So this is, this is my thing. You know, you mentioned Leicester. I am so jealous of Leicester. Their recruitment is second to none. You know, the gems that they find in the transfer market, you know, players like Fufana, Tillemans, they've got so many top good top players in their club. And they've got an owner. I mean, watching that oh, final, I know we'll probably get into jealous. it, but why is that not my owner? I see my owner in the stands and listen, I want to cover his head. Honestly, like, he boils <laughs> well, my you don't even see well, it. Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't want to see Joel Glaze. I'm not going to lie. Man's yeah, yeah. looking a bit, ugh. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, want to yeah. see him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But 
can I, can I, but do it is before we move on to the game quickly, just want to ask because maybe, maybe you understand it better. Well, I hope you understand it better because I'm to be honest, no one really understands what Levy's trying to do. But you guys have built a new stadium and I've been to the stadium, it's a beautiful stadium. The, the cost of things, um, plus the NFL and getting people to you know perform there, so money comes in from that. Understand that, and then your training ground is actually of a very good standard as well. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, but this is this the thing. Why would Levy? And I, I guess I'm kind of asking you on Levy's behalf, which doesn't really make sense. But why would Levy build a new stadium, such a beautiful stadium, which is so attractive, have good facilities to improve players and bring players through? but not invest in the team to help them win? Why not bring players in to enjoy these facilities? The million dollar question, Kojo. But my guy, he, he's all about money. He just wants the money for himself. It's the same as the other owners, Joe Lewis, Enoch. They don't want to dip into their own pockets and invest in the team. Because people will say, oh, you know, we don't, we don't have the money of City and Chelsea. And that's understandable. We probably can't compete with those two clubs. But when you look at the stadium and... I guess COVID has played a part because we had a lot of events planned. Maybe if COVID didn't happen, we would have seen more investment. But I don't know. It's it's just not good enough. I think we definitely could have seen a lot more money going into the squad. You know, we could have bought players like, I keep saying it, Bruno Fernandes, Jack Grealish, you know, um, Dabala, all of these potential big name players that we could have had. But again, it's the... The stubbornness of Levy that stopped that from happening. So yeah, it's really frustrating. Who was your who's your high is in Dombele? How much was he? Yeah, Dombele was like sixty something million. So yeah, he's mean, probably the last yeah. yeah. It's like Arsenal fans too, because when they moved to their stadium, they were promised, yeah, we're moving here to, you know, compete and, mm. and since they went to Emirates it's been it's been that is, I think that's the same that's going to happen with Tottenham because, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a great stadium, but to then invest in the squad, it's, it's going to take time. And I think this is this your second year in that stadium or third? I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah, so yeah first hard. kind of full season. But it's not, that's what I said, we've not kind of, I don't think we've really reaped the financial benefits of the stadium because oh, of yeah, COVID. Because yeah. as I said, the events that we had planned, I actually, it's difficult to say whether or not we would have seen some investment because those events haven't happened yet. So I don't know. Time time will tell. But I honestly don't doubt it. I just think it's a it's a cash cow for these owners, to be honest with you. But yeah, like you said, you lot in the Europa League. I mean Europa League that's a is a lot of money. I know you're I think you're fifth or sixth. <laughs> you're chasing that. Um yeah. I understand when they say the cup's not important because the 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 winning money from that is peanuts, but getting into Europe is huge. So I get why they're more focused on that. But as fans, we just want to see the, the silver. I get where Tottenham fans are coming from. But it looks, I don't know, with Kane maybe going, it doesn't look good for Tottenham fans, I can't lie. It doesn't. Nah, it, and the it manager, doesn't. What's happened to the manager situation? Like, what's the, <laughs> I don't even know. I have no he's idea. In a running or... I mean, I keep seeing a different shortlist every week. I think... There's been about, no joke, 20 managers rumoured to come to Spurs. I mean, you've gone from... 
I wanted Nagelsmann. That's who I wanted. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. I, but <laughs> I think deep down, I knew it was unrealistic, innit? But I just thought there's a slight chance it could happen. I really wanted Nagelsmann, but I don't know. Do you know what? I had to sort of lower my expectations a little bit and say Graham Potter. I don't think... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't laugh. No, no, no. Don't laugh, yeah. People always laugh when I mention Graham Potter, but I would actually take him. I would. Because you know what, You've yeah? You've got an agreement. You've got an agreement here. No, no, no. You know no, what, no, yeah? No, no. Bring the XG no. to Spurs, yeah? Bring me man like Basuma. Even, no, you know I'm what? Even sure. Lewis Dunk. I'll take Lewis Dunk. I'll take Lewis Dunk. I'll take Trossard. Bring, bring them over. And and he'll actually do well at Spurs. I genuinely nah, think he'll do well at Spurs. Nah, you see this great point. No, but do you know why I say that, Jerry? Do you know why I say this, right? Who else is there? Let's be honest about it. I mentioned Nagelsmann, and then my next choice was Ten Hag. These managers, they've got better offers, and rightly so. Why should they come to Tottenham? Tottenham's mm. not really in an attractive proposition right now, in my opinion. I know other fans might disagree, but we're not. Then who who else is there? Brendan Rodgers. He's going to leave Leicester to come Spurs. He would be silly to do that. So then who is that left with? Allegri? I don't, to be honest, I'm not too keen on him anyway. But even him, would he come Spurs? That's what he's come to, man. So I'm just like, all right, Graham Potter, it is then. Do you know what I mean? Nah, Harry Potter nah, in that. Nah, man, this, this is <laughs> Graham Potter. Nah, man. This is Tottenham. Like, if you bring no, but, Potter, but do it is. But Jerry, Jerry, we say it's Tottenham, but... Right now, we're at the stage where who who do you think would look at that club and be like, like right now, because Ten Hag's contract has now extended also. So who do you think they could actually attract? Because I said, for example, the guy um, Ruben Amorim. So I've been screaming his name for about a year and a half now because he was doing this at Braga. He's gone to sport in Lisbon. They won the league unbeaten, a league they haven't won in 19 years. And But apart from that, who, who, who else? I don't even know if they can attract him. If I'm being honest, I don't even know if they can attract him. He's an attractive club. I'm sure they can get like Graham Potter. Really? Well, oh, according man, to I'm the not... Athletic, according to the Athletic, I'm just seeing this now on the Spurs web. The shortlist is now Roberto Martinez, who I just don't That's want to be honest shot. with you. Roberto no. Potter Martinez. Oh my days. Uh, Ten Hag, Potter, and then this Ralph Ragnick. Oh, Ragnick. I feel is more of a director of football, but he might do okay at Spurs. As I said, I'm just getting desperate at this point. I'm getting desperate. This club, man, the fact that we're getting rejected, yeah, rejection <laughs> FC, I'm just like, all right, cool. I'll take Potter in it. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> what do you think Potter's going to come and do that? Potter, I'm sorry, he was at Ostersons just two years ago, Brighton. And he's jumped the queue to go Tottenham. You're doing an Oligon and Social. That's what you're doing. Don't, don't, don't. No, no, it's not like that. No, no, it's the same. He's got experience. No, no, he doesn't. You can't just skip the ladder like that and land Tottenham. Maybe you know what? Yeah. Further in his development than Graham. No, no, no. Don't chat to. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're cussing off Potter and you're coming to me with Eddie Howe. I will log off, you know. I will log off. You don't, you trust me. You do not, you do not want Eddie Howe. Trust me on that one. Yeah, he's just gone holy. <laughs> now, do you, know what, do you know what is with Potter, yeah? He's a young manager. 
he looks like he's really good with players. His man management skills, arm over the shoulder, plays good football. Mm. I watched Brighton a fair bit this season. I like the way they play football. They create mm. loads of chances. Forget the players, that results. I know yeah. people are saying, oh, but yeah, where's the progression in the league and whatnot? But it's Brighton. Like, he's going to come top. He's going to have Kane, Son, Bale, Delhi. Players that are actually... Well, mm. I say that. <laughs> The only concern with Potter is the transfer window. Is he going to attract the big name players that we want to try and get in this football club? I doubt it. You're yeah. trying to say to them, all right, Tottenham Hotspur, lovely stadium, training ground, but Graham Potter's the manager. They're going to yeah. be like, mm, I'm not sure I'm about this Harry Potter team, you know? So we'll, <laughs> well see. Let's, let's, talk to, let's talk about Ryan Mason quickly because. Um, mm. He's been calling. He's been called uh, Ryan Mapes, son yeah. because he started to. His selection choices are looking a bit iffy towards Spurs fans. Um, Dyer still starting. Tangui Edombele is not getting minutes under him. Mm. Now, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not gonna front. I'm not Tangui's biggest fan. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I have. I have reasons. I have. Re- I have reasons. Trust me, but. I want to hear from you guys first. Uh, Jerry, why do you think he's given Lo Celso more oh, game time than you? You see, Lo Celso, I don't, I don't get the hype. I remember, I remember when he came There's in, no hype for me, boy. Repl- <laughs> Ericsson's replacement. I said, who? Lo Celso? Is this <laughs> yeah. the guy that's supposed to... I swear he was on loan, then you made him permanent. Yeah. I believe so, so yeah. How much was he? He was like was that, 50. Was I'm sure he was 50. Oh, he, he was expensive. He was expensive. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he was, he was. Yeah, don't quote me, but I think fan. he was around that region. I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't see what he brings to them, honestly. Like, I no. don't know how mm. Dombele. I mean, he's, he's had, a, he had a good spell in the season. I mean, he scores one sick goal. I can't remember who it was against, but Sheffield United won. Yeah, because mm. obviously last year he had his difficulties with um, Mourinho, and but this year he's, he's mm. come on and been. I thought. Like surely he's a starter now with um Heiberg in there. And then LaCelso winks are coming back from the team and this guy's not getting a look in. I just uh, even in the final he didn't start. I was thinking, nah. What's this nah, nah, guy? The on? thing is, when rival fans are saying it, that's when you know it is it's a bit outlandish from Mason. And I was willing to allow it after the Southampton game. That's the last game that he's played or started, should I say. So I thought maybe he's just giving him a bit of a break. He didn't have the best of performances. Mm. But it's now too many games in a row now. You're not starting him, but you're starting others who I believe don't deserve to be starting. Like Lacelso, there's such a divide with this guy. I was willing to back him, and I have been for most of the season, because I just think he's been injury prone. He's still young. He hasn't really got a run of games to actually get momentum. But from what I've seen, I just want to rip my hair out. I just want to rip my hair out. I feel like I'm going to end up looking like Daniel Levy watching this guy. I'm going to end up with no hair. Like, real talk. He stresses me out. Like, I don't know what he is. Is he Is he there to be that Ericsson player? Is he a defensive midfielder? Is he... I just don't know. I just don't know. For me, he doesn't really bring much to the midfield. So when I see that, I'm like, how are you not then starting in Dombele? Okay, people might not think he's been great or lived up to the price tag, but he's the best midfielder at this club. He should be starting. And it's annoying because we had that whole thing of Jose Mourinho leaving him out and 
he had to almost work his way back into the side. And now you not playing him, it's like, oh, we've got to start again with Ndombele because he is that player. I think he needs consistent minutes because I don't know. Sometimes his fitness is a bit questionable, mm. but it's, it's baffling to me. I tweeted it. Either he's fallen out with Mason or he said something to him or he's going in the summer because I don't understand how he can't start. And then you don't even bring him on as a sub. You bring him on for nine minutes, but you're bringing on Winks before him, yeah? Winks. Harry stinks, bro. Nah, I can't. I can't. Wow. I can't. Wow. It's baffling. Well, it's baffling. To add to the Tottenham joy, uh, we'll be joined by a, a wonderful Guna. Hello, sir. Uh, there he is. <laughs> Uh, good guy. <laughs> Harry stinks. I was I was watching on the train. You're calling you're calling Graham Potter Harry Potter. He ain't a wizard. Don't worry about it. it, it <laughs> <ain't gonna happen. laughs> no, he just comes to spurs. Trust me, wizardry, man. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you when <laughs> when you sell um, Harry Kane, there's a striker at Brighton that he could bring over. His name is Danny Tuck uh, Danny Welbeck. <laughs> oh, that, that is oh, I, think, I think he would be a wonderful replacement for Harry Kane. I, I, I mm. truly do. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Tati Mensa, my fellow Ghanaian man. Yes, Danny Tati Mensa, well, but yeah, boy, that's wonderful. <laughs> Why don't you take him? Your striker's not been performing recently. Why don't you take Danny Welbeck? He, he was he was highly successful. He won a few few FA Cup trophies, something that Spurs <laughs> don't understand about. But oh, I knew that good. was coming. I knew it. Oh, <laughs> damn. Damn it. You were saying beggars can't be choosers, and now you're, 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 you're choosing not to sign uh, Welbeck. Come on now. Well, you're it's saying that I should get a Welbeck instead of Kane. You don't. Well, do, you want, do you want fake Mbappe then? Well, I can't even do it. The, the camera's not there. You want fake Mbappe? <laughs> That's all I was. I don't even think Vinicius is going to stay, to be honest mm. with you. But on the Ryan Mason thing as well, it annoys me that some Spurs fans are not having the same energy. I'm keeping the same energy that I would have for Jose Mourinho because when he was having his weird team selections, making weird subs, like bringing on Sissoko, I was getting mad. I'm going to do the same with Ryan Mason. I couldn't care less if he's young. Yes, it's not his fault that he's in this position, but I'm sorry. People are acting like this guy's some Spurs legend. He was an average no. player. He no. was average. He's not a legend, bro. I'm going to criticise you. At the end of the day, I sometimes question where have you been all season? Playing players like Sissoko still bringing him on. What, what's that all about? And then Rodon not even being in the squad. Yeah, head of head of youth development, yeah? Yeah, cool, cool. cool. Wow. No, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. Don't picking your mates, bro. Picking your mates. I expect it seems, better it, it seemed, honestly, it seemed very weird when they, they decided to give a 28-year-old. Is he 28, 29? 26, I think. I think he's younger than that. Oh, wait, actually, no, that's a bit wild. Right. I think that's a bit weird. 28, 29. <laughs> Around that age, it was wild 29. to give somebody like that the position, the, the position of power at Tottenham is highly, is illogical considering, yes, Chris Powell isn't obviously the best choice, but he's a better choice than Ryan Mason. Ledley or King even Ledley, yeah. Ledley mm. King was there. Like, there's a, obviously he has the legend status as well, so there's a there's a level of respect that the players will show him, like you were saying. It's just seeing that Ryan Mason is picking his, his boys. Doesn't make sense, but I'm enjoying mm. it right now. Um, I'm enjoying as much as I can, considering I'm an Arsenal fan. I knew I just missed it. I saw Jerry. Yeah, but I was like, <laughs> 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 I'm 
before we move on, Big Run just uh, wants us to put respect on Danny Welbeck's name. Um, when can any Arsenal striker score two goals like Danny Welbeck in his last two games? Um, guys, still class. He scored an overhead kick against Watford, for Watford against Arsenal too. So, um, Big Ron, I know, I know you you watch and you, you you come on the other show as well, but bro, stop it, just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's move on from that and let's go straight. Let's go straight to the FA Cup. I thought we should do that. That feels a bit nice. Um, Jerry, um, now there were a lot of clubs this season talking about doing. Uh, Trebles now, City have got two and they could do third. I mean, but me, you won FA Cup, so you know what I'm saying. We didn't do no League Cup team, so our trouble still stands. Um, you're shameless, absolutely oh, yes. shameless. I love it though, I love it. <laughs> it's just always shameless. Other clubs have been very excited by their new manager, got a new manager bounce, they're very close to qualifying for the Champions League, and then they went to the FA Cup final and were taught a lesson by a Belgian master. Jerry, FA Cup final, Leicester 1-0, one, one a blaster straight to the top corner from... Um, mm, beautiful. That's Pardon? what you should have called the podcast, a blaster from Brussels. Oh, yeah, I like that. Oh, oh no, I'm going to steal that from our podcast. Oh, <laughs> it's yours now, isn't it? You said that this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I like that, I like that. That is, that, yo, that's why I we used to do the... Um, he used to do the... Uh, the titles for the podcast. My favorite one is um, Ottoman D's, Ottoman Do's, Ottoman Don'ts. I love that. That's sweet. Yeah, come on. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so, uh, Jerry, firstly, thoughts on the game? Was that a deserved victory? Um, I mean, first half wasn't really much in it. Kind of tight. Um, the goal, though, I, I screamed like I was a Leicester fan, like, that was just a thing of beauty, man. Like when you see Telemans, and then I just thought we got Fred. That's the first thing I thought. Like, can Fred shoot like this? Can Fred shoot like this? Can Scott, actually Scott? He's got a decent shot in him, but come on, man! Like the levels. I mean, like no, that goal yeah, the Techers, He didn't lace it. it he. Side foot was a bit like it was, it was, it was a thing of beauty. People saying, Oh, Mendy would have saved it. Yeah, that's what talking about. That's absolute rubbish. Nonsense. People saying, Oh, if Mendy's in goal, Telemans doesn't try that shot, doesn't take the shot. Yeah, of course, of course, he does. He's he's running on goal, he's 25 yards out, no one throws him down. He's got sister, of course, he's letting it rip. So, hats up to him. I mean, the 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 saves from Shamako, though, uh, I don't know how he saved mm. the second one. Mm. The second one, strong hand. And then the, the VAR thing was just... I felt for Chelsea, you know, I can't lie, because I just put my... I did, that made it even sweeter for me. I honestly, loved it. I, did, I was oh. laughing. I was laughing, but I was thinking, if I was United, <laughs> I'll be in tears. Yeah, of course, lie. you would be, guys. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, I was happy for... Um, Leicester to win, and like we spoke earlier about owners coming down, celebrating the team. That's what mm-hmm. football's all about, man. I was just thinking, imagine the Glazers, Joe Glazer, Avram. <laughs> that's never happening. They're not even in the stadium. They're not even. They don't even know mm-hmm. the game played. So it was nice to see. Big up Leicester, man. I mean, people talking about the big six. 
they're there. I don't know who comes out mm. Arsenal. That's an interesting <laughs> question. Now, Jerry, ask that question because we got a Gunnar and we got a Spurs yeah, fan yeah. here. I'm, I'm you know? looking at them sideways like, who's coming You know out the one there? there. No, <laughs> man, get me out, get me out, get me out. <laughs> you guys are shameless. Absolutely shameless. You, you, know, you know Arsenal can't be evicted from that big six. We, we, we could finish eight, we could finish 16th and still attract big players. Let's talk about Spurs, please. Oh God! Do we have to? I just had a bloody rant about Spurs. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. I'm, I'm, I'm just bringing up facts. That's simple. So stop being shameless. Stop being shameless. I'm glad they won because they knocked us out. So if the team that knocks us out goes on and wins the mm. then I can't. I can't really complain in it. But mm. I was thinking that should have been us in the final moment. Anyway, you got your to look forward to. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, okay, yeah, I would, I would have loved to see Fred versus Kante. That would have been excellent. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, Cahill, why were Chelsea fans so upset over a VR decision that was correct? It beats me, man. It beats me. I, I, I don't understand. Like, he, he was like a good few inches offside. You saw without the, without the, the dotted lines as well. You saw it. Clear as day. But the, the argument that your VR t- takes away emotion out of the game, blah, 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 it's all this utter rubbish. If you heard how big, how, how loud that celebration of the Leicester fans was when that when that goal was disallowed, absolutely emotion. They were they went nuts. It was crazy. It was brilliant to see, man. Like, if you're going to win the win it right, win it with, uh, with the correct decisions. And we yeah. can't argue. I feel like we, we argue when VR gets it right and we argue when VR gets it wrong. It's mm. like, if it gets it right, what, what, why are you complaining? It makes no sense. Oh, well, so did, they, you they, see, did you see the Chelsea fans when they were celebrating that, that, when the goal went in? Exactly. Do you want me to make sweeter for me? It's the fact that of all people to have scored that equaliser was Ben Chilwell. Yeah. And he sprinted Ooh. and did his best knee slide. Giroud joined him as well. And everything came to him. It's not like this like Jude. He does absolutely nothing. He's there for the celebration with his arm around the player's neck, man. Stop it, bro. Because when he came on the pitch, they were booing and I was thinking, that's a bit harsh, man. Come on. They yeah. the touch. I was thinking, whoa. They, they, they got like 50 million for him as well, man. So I think they think that maybe he was acting bigger than what he actually was. Because I know a lot of Leicester fans, they actually think he's an average player. Like they didn't, they weren't too mad about him going. So maybe that's why they, that's where they're seeing it. I don't know. I don't agree with that. I think it's a bit harsh, but it's just how it is, isn't it? That's what fans are like. Um. So with Leicester now, because I mean Chelsea is not really much to say. They've got a big game against them tomorrow. It's tomorrow, right? Um. Yeah. To see whoever wins that has. I mean, the loser has Liverpool right on their shoulder. So, uh, Tanya, with this win, how much is that a confidence booster to Leicester going into that game? Because obviously people are talking about them potentially, I guess, the quote-unquote bottling it again and falling out of the top four. How big is that as a confidence boost to them? Oh, a massive confidence boost. I think Chelsea were arguably the favourites going into that FA Cup just because they have the squad and you could argue they have the slightly better team. And I was really happy that they were able to 
get over this bottling thing, especially Brendan Rodgers. You know, he's definitely been tarnished with that rush. So I'm glad that they won. But yeah, I think they've got to be confident now going into that game. Even if they get a draw, it might be enough. It might be enough. I don't know what their next game is. I know they've got Tottenham. I'm not going to lie. I think they'll beat us. So, yeah, I think they should be confident going into that game. The pressure is on Chelsea because it looks like they're going through a bit of a downward spiral. You know, the fact that they've now lost to Arsenal, a game they should have won. They've lost the FA Cup. The pressure is mounting. And when there's pressure, that comes with nerves and you know, Tuchel might start overthinking it again. Because I have to say, I think his substitutions as well in that game made too late for me. I think he's got a lot to blame for them not winning that. So, yeah, the pressure's on Chelsea. So I actually think Leicester are going to come into this with confidence and they're going to be calm. They're going to be calm. It's all on Chelsea, in my opinion. So the thing about this current Chelsea, sorry, the thing about this current Chelsea as well, it's like, Yes, they have a history of winning. They're, they are a winning club. When it, when it comes to winning the big, the big trophies, they're always there and thereabouts. Mm -hmm. But this is a very, very young side. Yeah. It's very, very young side. A lot of them don't have the experience to, of getting over the line. Um, mm -hmm. So it's going to be really interesting when it comes to... Um, I don't know. When, when, is the, when is the Champions League final? It's obviously, a, few, a few weeks away, yeah, the Champions League final. So when it comes to that, it's going to be real interesting. I think it, it comes down to which manager... Has uh has the other tactically? Other otherwise, if it comes down to experience and and winning mentality, I think um, City will run right. I don't think they're winning that. And also, like you could argue, I know this is very rich coming from a Spurs fan. They do have a slight mentality issue because they've not. I think they've lost eight out of their last eleven finals without so, Drogba. Yeah, since Drogba left, really and truly, there maybe is a bit of a mental block there when it comes to these big moments but like you say I think a lot of that does come down to the squad just being so young and inexperienced mm. when it comes to those big moments so it'll be interesting come on City man come on come on <laughs> I, I can't lie to you oh, I, I, can't, I can't back that I can't back that I'm sorry I can't no, do it back it back it the London club fans are, are back in <laughs> I can't do it. You know what? I I am I am a I will sing blue is the colour. I will do the bridge thing that my boy Alfredo does. I'll do oh. all of that. I am not supporting Man City for anything. Anything. As a um undercover Spurs fan, I don't think you should be singing blue is the colour to be honest with you. Undercover Spurs fan, really? Hmm. Of course you don't, 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 you see this guy, yeah? You see this guy? You see this guy? Don't this guy. Don't this guy. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go on to Liverpool. Now, uh, hmm. just when I thought they were in big trouble and they were going to, of all people, to score a winner, Alisson, with one of the best headers I've ever had to you, one of the best headers I've seen in the world. The way he guided that header, was so clean and well okay i'll come to you first on this one i mean that as a confidence booster and bearing in mind that the two teams above Liverpool are now going to play west ham have dropped points again do you feel like liverpool are going to finish in the short-term league spots coming in the, the season i don't know it's, it's all, all depends on if 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 the Chelsea, it all depends on the Chelsea Leicester result. If Chelsea and Leicester, if this if they share the point, I think Liverpool have a tougher time getting in. I feel like if one of them drops points, 
momentum-wise, they're going to be going into the final game feeling like they have to have to win. So um, that might play a part in in, in the uh, the ultimate uh, result. So I feel like if they get a favourable result uh, with uh, Leicester and, and Chelsea, they get in. But if they don't, then I feel like it's, it's a really big mountain to climb to hope that both teams uh, end up dropping points. Yeah, no, I agree. I keep flip-flopping, though, because one minute I'm like, Chelsea will get top four. And then when I see results like this week, you know, Alisson couldn't have happened to a better player. It killed me, but he's been for a tough time, man. So respect to him for that goal, because it was a beautiful goal. But I don't know. They've really, they've got the favourable fixtures, because they've got, I think they've got Burnley, and then they've got, is it um, Crystal Palace? And then obviously Chelsea, they've got Villa and they've got Leicester. So it's kind of like really and truly yeah, they're two with, games they should win. They're two games that they should win, but with the history of Burnley being... Uh, yeah, that's true. That's they're, they're, true. They're, they're a horrible side. They, they, they like to, they're the party poopers of the Premier League. And Crystal Palace and Liverpool have a very, very interesting history together. Yeah. So you never know. So I, I feel like, especially with the win that Crystal Palace... Who, who did they beat? Uh, Villa. The game they mm. they had, there's a very very good win, so they they seem in, in good spirits as well. So it's going to be a very very tough uh, a game for for Liverpool, I think. But um, what is a question I can ask? What do you? I mean, obviously, there's the the incident with um, Sadio Mane and Klopp. What, what what do you make of that? The uh, the ignoring the handshake. Yeah, that was um, very surprising, actually. I know Sadio Mane, to be honest, he's not been in the best form this season. I think mm. Liverpool fans would agree with that. He's not performed for whatever reason. And I think he's probably allowed a bit of leeway because he's been a brilliant <laughs> player for them. Do you know what I mean? So one off season, you know, it's not going to spark, you know, fans to say, get jog on. Like, you know, he's still a top, top player. But yeah, it was interesting. Maybe he's just not happy that, he didn't, because I don't think he started that game, did he? I think he came on as a substitute. But, mm. yeah, it's it's really strange. But I wouldn't read into it too much, to be honest. I just think he was maybe a bit frustrated and mm. frustrated with not only just being a sub, but I think just with his form and this season. So, yeah, I wouldn't read too much things. into it. It's one of those uh, things, though, where uh, it's um, obviously there's talk of Salah being upset with the, the current, uh, not regime, but the, uh, I guess he doesn't feel as appreciated as uh, he thinks he deserves. And to be fair, I feel like he deserves a lot more appreciation considering that he's got, I think, how many, 20 plus goals this mm-hmm. season in the mm-hmm. alone, and a few few assists as well. So I feel like he's done, he's pretty much uh, the reason why uh, Liverpool are even in a, a top four uh, race right now. And then there's obviously Mane, who, like you said, must have been frustrated, but where do you do you see if they don't get the Champions League with these players being obviously twenty eight and twenty nine going into the late late later half of their careers? Um, do you see that if a team like Madrid or Barcelona come calling that they could sway them to to leave Liverpool despite them being so successful right now? I tell you, I think out of the two, Salah and Mane, I'd sell Mane more than Salah. That's just me because I just think Salah, he's. Up there with one of the best players in Premier League history for me. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. The numbers he hits season after season and the fact that Liverpool fans, from my point of view, they criticise him more than Mane is crazy to me. So I would probably 
sell Marnie because they they need a number nine in my opinion. Firmino, I don't think he's he's been amazing this season. Uh, he still gets goals for them. Don't get me wrong. I know they like to call him this defensive striker, whatever it is. That yeah, is. right. All the excuse, all the excuses come. All up. the yeah. excuses under the sun. So if if selling one of their players in a Sadia money will help them fund that number nine, then I think mm. they could be fine. They have Jota, so potentially if they don't get top four, we might see one of them go. And maybe I know I said don't read too much into it, but maybe that is a sign that Mane's getting a bit frustrated. Who knows? Mm. But we shall see what happens. We shall see, we shall see. It's one of those things where I feel like they're going to, if they don't buy a number nine, which I don't think Klopp mm. kind of wants. I feel like he likes the way, and yeah. a lot of the guys like the way Firmino plays. But to be honest, when it comes, to, when you're looking at um, what Salah and Mane do on the pitch, mm. on left and right, when he went, you know, this is just a nightmare. When, um, <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, and then you look at Firmino and his, his input statistically is it, not great. Jota, on the other hand, when he came into the side, um, obviously he started with a bang, he got the goals, he got the, got the assists. Looks like a bigger threat than Firmino, but obviously I feel like he's been, not over, overplayed, but he's definitely in, injury prone. And that seems to happen under Liverpool because I don't remember him being injured at, um, at mm. Wolves. So, I feel like in order to fund a number nine, I do agree they do need to um, they do need to uh, sell one of the big players, either Salah or Mane, because I don't think Camino will demand a wage or yeah. fee that they can collect from either either one of those two. So it's gonna, I think it's gonna be very interesting to see what yeah. how Liverpool go forward from here, especially if they don't get Champions League. I mean, uh, well, firstly speaking, I'm obviously hoping they don't get Champions League, but if they were to lose one of the other, who's the perfect replacement for, I mean, for either? I mean, they, I mean, so if Salah was to go, because he's the right winger, I guess, and I believe he would be the most wanted out of the two. Um, mm, yeah, he would be. Yeah, and yeah. He, has, he, has the, he has the bigger numbers. And this season, the poor season for them, he's at 30 plus goals. So he's still doing what he needs to do. So if Salah was to be to be the one sold, who would you think is an ideal replacement for him? They could go after a Sancho, couldn't they? I mean, I know, uh, I don't know if there was. were... Because Sancho, he's being linked with United, Chelsea, and I, I don't know if a couple of seasons ago he was linked with the Liverpool move, but Sancho, I think he's going to have a lot of... Well, I say a lot. I think those clubs, Chelsea and United, are going to be in for him. But if they were thinking of getting rid of Salah, they could definitely attract Sancho. I, I don't doubt that. I think Sancho could be a good one because he's young as well. So it's not a player where you're not going to get, you're only going to get like two or three seasons out of him. He's still very young and he's a very, very good player. I have to say like anyone that does get him, United or Chelsea, I don't want that to happen. I'm going to be very, very jealous because I love, I love Sancho. So. The way it's about the Sancho thing before we quickly move on to the last topic is... <sighs> So you guys remember when Chelsea had a poor season and they sat, um, I think, was it Benitez or Vlas Boas, sorry. No, no, it wasn't Vlas Boas. Whoever they had in 2012. And then Di Matteo oh, came in. What was Vlas Boas, was it? Yeah, yeah. AB, yeah. Yeah, and then um, Di Matteo oh, came I in. I remember him, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Di, Di Matteo. more luck. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, listen. Bell had his best season under him, so me personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's what was obviously fired. Di Matteo came in and they won Champions League and Eden Hazard typed, they want to go and tweet, I'm going to the Champions League winners. Mm. I feel like if Chelsea were to win the Champions League out of nowhere, Sancho might do the same thing. Mm. Am, am I am I am I am I saying this wrong? Because I want to say he's gonna to come to United, but finish the second, potentially Europa League winners. But if they win the Champions League, doesn't that make them more attractive? Yeah, in a way. And I know some of his well, I say some of his mates, like is he not close mates with like Tammy, but I don't think Tammy's gonna be there. But I don't know. I feel like with your Sancho, I think it's a difficult decision, in my opinion. I know that might cause a bit of a stir, but I think both clubs, United or Chelsea, they're both attractive clubs. And I know United fans are not just satisfied with second in the Europa League, but if you do get a Sancho, he is going to believe that you have a chance of potentially winning the Premier League because he's yeah. going to improve your chances because you definitely need a right winger. That's mm. definitely an area where you need to improve. So if he's going to come in and improve that for you, then that obviously betters your chances, right, of getting that Europa League or... You know, I don't know if you're going to get a Champions League because you might. Well, no, you will because you qualify for top four. But yeah, I, so I, I think he would probably actually fit better at United because at least he's oh, a guaranteed yeah. starter. I'm not saying he would be at yeah. Chelsea, but Chelsea have got so many players. He might not be a guaranteed starter under Tuchel, but with United, mm. he's got a starting position right there. So. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. On the right wing, that's his all day, every that's day. That's Yeah. So. <laughs> There's no one that comes close to him. Um. All right. Let's go on to the final topic quickly. Um. The importance of having fans back because it's a big week. Uh, everyone's in bringing their fans back to the stadiums. It's going to be very important, very interesting to see. Now, firstly, Tanya, are you going to go to the game? The you, sixty you pounds. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. And I respect that. I would that. be very hypocritical if I went to the game. And I'm not, look, to be honest, if, if you are an Enoch out and you're still going to the game, that props to you, but I, I just can't do it. And even yeah. if I wasn't an Enoch out and I was just, you know, a Levy lover or whatever, I just can't justify paying that much money. I think yeah. it's a disgrace. So I won't be going. It's a meaningless game anyway. Who would want to go and watch that? It's meaningless. If I, mean, I wasn't you know. though, I'd just be going for Jack Grealish. So I could watch him <laughs> on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. let's, regardless, there will definitely be fans at the stadium. Just how important do you think it will be for the, the players to have that sort of atmosphere around them again? Because, yes, there is a lot of tension around the club, but the fans, one way or another, are definitely going to support the players. Yeah, no, definitely. It will be a massive boost. Um, although I did think it would be a boost in the League Cup final, but there you go. They seem to make no difference whatsoever because we didn't turn <laughs> up. But it's obviously going to be more fans this time and it was lovely to see a packed well I say semi-packed stadium for the FA Cup final to actually hear the roar and the ruckus of fans so I think it has to have an impact especially it's a home game as well so the only thing I will say I think some of that tension will still be in the stadium I'm hearing that a couple of fans are planning to have banners out still and I'm not sure if there is going to be a protest after the game which in a way I kind of feel would have made more sense doing the protest after that game because you would have guaranteed a large crowd of people. Yeah. But we'll see. If it don't make a difference to these players, then I don't know what does. <laughs> I, I can't save them, boy. They're, 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 <laughs> they're mad. And uh, Cahill as well. Do you, do you also have any home games left? 
I believe they do. Maybe one anyway out of the last two. Even if they don't, even if they don't, let's just let's just let's just discuss it anyway because it's been it's been one hell of a a ride per se for <laughs> this season. Um, but firstly, first question actually is. I think I know the answer to this anyway, but if the fans were in the stadium throughout the season, would Arteta have survived the season? And number two, yes. what kind of reception? What kind of oh, okay, fair enough. And what kind of reception? <laughs> what kind of reception do you think him and the players are going to receive when they return back to the stadium? All depends, you know. I don't know. It all depends on who, who goes there. If, it, if it's the AFT lot, then I imagine they'll be they'll be booed from from here to Kingdom Come. But um, well, it depends on it. No, that's that's. I feel like unfair. I feel like they'll be they'll be cheered. They'll be cheered, hundred percent. Deservedly so? No, I don't think so. They don't. They deserve to be This season has been actually an absolute joke. It's been a it's been a car crash. Um, but it all depends on the final whistle and the final whistle, that that uh, result. If if we are at home, it shows how much I care about Arsenal. I don't even know who we're playing or where we're playing. So, like, <laughs> If it was a bad result, which I don't think having fans would change because we've had fans games before and we've been dreadful in them before, so I don't think it would change that much. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the, the booze that would echo around the Emirates would be just... It would feed me. It would, it would nourish me. That's what, that's what, that's what I... Right yeah. Some of those players, they've been getting away with murder. Mm. Well, two of them oh, are leaving anyway. Uh, Dab Louise and William are leaving, so I am. I'm so annoyed, man. I'm so annoyed. Come on, William. There's, there's hope. There's hope. Another I mean, season. Just, he likes to stay in London. So I believe Tottenham are in need of a right winger, right? Oh, well, no, don't. Please. Do you know, please. I'd rather Bergwijn, bro. I'd rather Bergwijn. Do, you, do, you do you know how much of a slap in the face it would be to Spurs fans to bring someone who was supposed to sign for the club in the first place, they paid for his medical, oh. and then he took a journey to Chelsea and just signed a contract there, joined Arsenal oh, after... Oh. And they come to Tottenham. Nah, honestly, Levy might have to leave the whole country. Forget about even <laughs> London. <laughs> leave the whole country because yeah, it could, really it could be horrific. Imagine we take uh, Sol Campbell and they take William. That's that's just beautiful, right there, boy. That is that's beautiful. Don't mention the devil's name, please. <laughs> 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 no, honestly, honestly, every time yeah, I hear that name around a Spurs fan. Did you see Tanya's face? The, immediately. Yeah. Mm. 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 Uh, he wants the, he the, the legacy. No comment. Uh, it's a good. It's a good thing Darren T is not in the comments because he'll be like, "This is okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, big up Darren. Yeah, he definitely yeah. would. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Spurs fans are just hoping a hurricane just doesn't want a legacy. He just wants goals and vibes. Because bro, Do you know what? Yeah, I think it was um big up Zheng. He said this. Um, I think it was on Never a Foul last night. Um, he's gonna be a Matt Letizia, and I have to agree. I think he's gonna end up staying at the club because. Unfortunately, you have to. He has to blame himself a little bit for signing such a long contract. Mm-hmm. His age, age isn't really on his side. I'm not saying he's an old man because he's not, and he doesn't rely on pace. So he's technically still has three seasons in him. He's injury prone. I just think 
if you're a city, even a United, looking for that striker, you more want to go for like a Haaland or an Mbappe. I'm not saying Man United would target those players, but I think they are the preferred option, in my opinion. And I just I think the money right. Levy's going to demand, he's going to be trapped. Mm. He's just going to be trapped and end up staying. That's how I see it. I feel like if he manages, if he, I don't know how long the how long the contract's still, but I think he's got like two years remaining or something like that, right? No, yeah, he's got more. Than that. I think he's got more. Oh wow! I think with yeah. the emergence, um, not the emergence, but the, I guess the, the longevity of Zlatan and yeah. Lewandowski right now um, proves that I, that a player like Kane could. Continue in his goal scoring program. I don't think, I don't think he's going to lose the, the goal scoring touch. Like never, never really relied on the pace. He can drop back. He can play. He can play that Bobby Firmino role, you know, but better. So we should call it the Harry Kane role, to be honest. With you. Mm. Um, so he's got a, he's got a lot in his locker that doesn't require physical yeah. condition. And I think everybody agrees that the only reason why Harry Kane has really bad ankles is because he's been over overused for the past yeah, God knows exactly. four or five years. So if he can manage to keep up a tally of, say, 20, 15 to 20 goals, uh, just run out the contract, go or, or go to run it down to like a final year and get a cheap uh, move away to a team that could, be, could bring him trophies, I think he might be fine, to be honest with you. Mm. Well, me personally, and I, I know you were asked this by Bob's Tanya because I brought it up out of nowhere on um, Beaks' channel. Yeah. Mm. But I'm, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it again. I'll, I'll, up the fee, I'll even up the fee just for you. A hundred and hundred million pound plus one pound. Got a shout out the Suarez deal for that one. Um, plus Anthony Mas. Should have went through. You keep bringing it, up. It should it's have gone exactly. It should have gone through. So you know that plus that plus Anthony Martial for Harry Kane. I think I should take that one day long to be honest. If you're gonna pay a hundred mil plus Anthony Martial, you might as well just give yourself hundred and fifty mil and keep Martial. You I might as well. I can't no, tell you. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. In that in that transfer deal, your fans are not my concern. Daniel Levy having his money, having his money and the player is my concern. Listen, we've shaked you before in the past. We got you we got Berbatov off you for 30 million and gave you Fraser Campbell on a loan deal. So me personally. Yeah, I'm you know good. what? I feel like if he is to leave, I've said this before, if he is to leave, I've said City, but I actually think United could happen because we do business with each other. Yeah. I don't know. We have a history of that. So, yeah, that's and, mm. and I always I always say, whether people want to believe it or not, Woodward is obviously about to leave. And I feel like he has a dream of making one more big impact, quote unquote. And... He thrives. You, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You think Woodward is the guy that's going to bring you home pain? Stop yeah, no, 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 I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is he is someone that's always tried to build his legacy of bringing off the big names into the club. So he will do something in his power to go to the place and be like, let's spend this money on this guy. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not going to say succeeding, but it stinks, of, it stinks of him. That's something he'll try and do. He got he let he got fired. His boys fired him because the Super League fell. <laughs> let, 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 let me give let me leave the Man United fans something to, to remind them me, uh, them of me. He wasn't he, he wasn't fired. He was he was supposed to be leaving. If, no no, 
he wasn't fired. So he was supposed to be leaving even before the Super League team thing came out anyway. Oh, um, yeah. No, no, it's fact. Check it. He was going to leave before that anyway. That accelerated it. He was supposed to leave in December. He's now leaving in the summer because of the Super League. That accelerated his ex his exit. But other than that, I'm telling you right now, the guy he is his wet dream. Let me go spend big money. His first statement was, "I want to do a Galatico model." And you signed Fellaini as your first transfer. Congratulations. Anyway, yeah, that was that was more down to more. You can't back, you can't blame. Yeah, Fellaini, you know. <laughs> Probably would for that. Mind you, you spent 50 M's on Fred. I mean, that's mad. Can't listen, lie. and this is this is my point. Exactly. Listen, you were you were told, yeah, and was it Sarah Ferguson? Was it Ferguson's book or was it an athletic article? It's one of the two. Sarah Ferguson had um, essentially had almost sewn up Thiago Alcantara and Cristiano Ronaldo to return to the club. And Woodward fucked it up. <laughs> because the, the fees were agreed, everything, and he came and said, we don't want to pay that. I want to pay you a little bit less. So Thiago and Barca, Real Ronaldo said, hell no. And to be honest, for Ronaldo, that's great because his legacy went clear. So good for him. And Thiago, well, Bayern Munich, innit? So. Could, you, could you imagine Ronaldo at United? There'll be yeah. no... The, the Ronaldo fanboys couldn't, couldn't even mm. talk to Messi if that was the case. That's ridiculous. But yeah, because no, he, he, he wouldn't have achieved the other the stuff that he would do that Madrid. Hell no. Apparently, Wesley Fafano will be a tremendous signing mm. for Manchester United. Um, Not any, I feel like somebody should be put in a cheeky bid for Yuri Tielemans. Yeah. Just one. I think somebody yeah. should. Mm. I'm begging Please, I'm begging. Mac Fred, get out of here, man. Anyway. Maybe <laughs> million pound bid might do it. It might do it. Uh, that that the, the 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 name or the cost eighty million haunts me forever and ever. Mm, um, I wonder why. Yeah, let's 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 not let's not get into that. All right, um, should we wrap up there? I think we should wrap up there. Very good fun podcast. Um, Jerry had to leave; he had to go back to work, so I'll plug him right now. United Team Talk on YouTube and Jerry United. That's Jerry UTD underscore on Twitter. Check him out. Him and his brothers do United Team Talk. Is hilarious because they just banter each other obviously they go with the ammo in it because they're brothers so you know it's, it's a long one but it's a great channel check it out and obviously that's his twitter jerry united underscore tanya please yeah. plug yourself and demand them yes demand them people check out we'll talk about that later podcast podcast that i do through my boys shout out junior mark abdi New episodes drop every Wednesday. We're actually going to be meeting in person tomorrow to record, which is going to be fun. So, yeah, it should be a good one. Good vibes and that. And, yeah, just check me out on Twitter at Tanya underscore Leona. If you want to hear more rants and craziness from myself, then, yeah, come come to my Twitter and, and listen in to Rants with Tans. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, boys. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you all. Thank you for joining us again. Kill. do you want to end it? Let's see if I can get it right. Uh, you can find us on Free Midfield Podcast on YouTube, Free Midfield on Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Bang, bang yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been another episode of the Free Midfield Podcast. Good night.